Welcome back to the HFL Show, episode four this week. And we're going to look back at a varied Scottish Cup weekend for our Highland sides, as well as look ahead to this weekend's card, which has some Scottish Cup ties in it too, for good measure, because of postponements last weekend. Joined this week by freelance reporter for the Press and Journal and the Sunday Post, a good friend, someone I've known for many a years and saw him score the most fantastic goal at the Lossiemouth tournament back in 2007. Quite a fantastic finish it was as well. Brian Barkley. Brian, how are you? I'm doing very well, Ian, and thank you very much for reminding me about that goal. I actually forgot about it. <laughs> well, do you know what? I was going to say you, you, you tiptoed your way around the goalkeeper and it was just a, a majestic finish. And I can't remember the, the. I think it was a one-all draw we got in that group game. But just, I mean, we've we've spoken to Craig Christie on the podcast before, and he performed heroics in that uh, that competition two years running. He did actually. But I, I got to I got to say, Brian, your um, your goal at the other end just is is worthy of the the, the adulation. If I remember the goal, actually took us into the next round, didn't he? So we just needed the point. I, I, think, I, think, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Just, when, just when you're speaking about it I remember pulling up my shirt And there was a funny sight you were seeing running up the pitch I remember <laughs> that <laughs> Brian let's get our teeth into Some Highland League chat then Because now you're obviously uh, A big Devonville man yourself uh, Living in Banff You were at the game at the weekend as well And the big news Early part of this week anyway Is the first uh, managerial a casualty of the season Casualty is probably the wrong the wrong term for it But Stevie Dolan has uh, left the managerial position at Devon Vale uh, He was indicated to him by the, the chairman and the board there That his contract wouldn't be renewed at the end of the, the current season And he's decided to, to, to part ways with the club It's a mutual consent uh, First of all, just want to get your thoughts on uh, Stevie Dolan leaving the club because he's a, he's a legend at Devon Vale. What's your thoughts about Stevie leaving this week? He is, as you said, he's a legend, and He's been uh, here around about 25 years, if I remember. I think he came mm. about 1992. I remember when he pulled up in his old... Do you remember the mini-metros? He pulled up in his mini-metro when he signed from Forfar at, at the time. He was along with Eddie Wolecki. He's now Eddie Wolecki yeah, Black. I think yeah. he's watching it sort of now. He was with Glasgow City Ladies and, and a chap called Bradley Kerr. But Dip is the one that stuck out most as Indy. He, he is, he's adored by the fans down here. He's, I, I can't understand why he's, he's gone. I can see why, because he's not been offered the contract for us to go and come in from next season. So I think he's actually decided, well, at least I'm going to give somebody a chance to work with the players that's here now and see if they can be in a better position for next season. But to be honest, he's, he's, he's had money to work with, had some, not a lot, but uh, as you know, Ian, the, the last year has been very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. There's been no games, basically. There's been no money coming into clubs apart from apart from kind of lottery things and things like that. So the, the club is, it, it's desperate for new people to come in and, and help out, but they don't want to be a big miss. And uh, Craig Stewart's agreed to take the orders into the manager just now. He's been there with Stevie most of the time. So it's it's not as though someone coming in and not knowing the players. So uh, we'll just have to see how Craig gets on with his first game against Keith on Saturday. Stevie has been there five years as a, as a manager. Um, and he's, I read an interview with him in the Evening Express just before uh, we start recording this, uh, this, after, this, this evening even. And he, he mentioned there he's been there five years, but he's... He said it might not look like there's a lot of progress, but believe you me, there is. He's obviously stabilised the, the club behind the scenes. He's got a, a good group of players on the park as well. Uh, again, you know, 
you can we can look back at, at previous uh, Devonville success over the years, and it's very easy to to be to be drawn to that title success. But he's had a bit of a difficult job as well. But the, in terms of the the progress he's made and the, and the stability he's brought to the club, a bit of a sad loss given the fact that he's worked so hard over the last couple of years. He has indeed. Yeah, Stevie you got him up to it was seventh. Was it two seasons ago? You got him up to seventh, and there's real signs of progress there. But he's he's never had a really good running cup well a cup competition to get into semi finals. But Stevie really really wanted to win a trophy as a manager for Devonville. As a manager, he already already won a championship as a player yep. way back in 2003. But as a manager, I think I would probably have topped his career. To be honest, he always said that to me. But uh, no, I, I, I just can't understand why Vio got rid of him now because I, th- I think they need a bit of stability at the moment. I think that's definitely what they need, Ian. You mentioned stability there. Craig Stewart takes over as interim manager. Um, he will be given the game at the weekend, as you said, against Keith. In terms of a successor, do you think that, that Devon Vale, the, the club board and chairman, will look elsewhere, or do you think, you, or can you see Craig Stewart getting it on a more permanent basis? I'll be honest with you, and I don't know. To be honest, it depends if Craig wants it now. Does he want to step into his ex? manager and he's probably one of his best friends shoes as mm-hmm. manager mm-hmm. that'd be seen as a wee bit of can I've got the job now you haven't mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really know but I suppose Craig might want to do that to, to establish him in the Highland League I've heard a few names being bandied about but one that seems to be coming to the fore down this way is Craig Ewan the forest assistant manager who stays mm-hmm. down this area okay. and of course with Charlie Rowley stepping down next year I believe as manager of Forest, would Craig maybe decide well here's a chance for me if he, if he gets off of the job, that is, of course, it's all speculation. But his name has been mentioned down this way. He might see it as a chance to get into an actual stepping up for a manager as well. Or maybe a dual managership. He's great friends with Craig Stewart as well. So there might be a wee bit of, a wee bit of partnership there. I don't know. I say it's total speculation, Ian, but I have heard his name bandied about down here. That seems to be the one that's come into four at the moment. OK, interesting. Well, of course, before us being out of action this season as well, perhaps, you know, the, he's, he's perhaps missing the, the football uh, we mentioned there um, the Scottish Cup you were at Princess Royal Park at the weekend uh, Stevie Dolan's last game 4-1 defeat to, to Camelin were you one of the guys I take it you were in the stand you weren't a, um, you weren't peeping over in the stepladders the naughty guys that were standing on the, the stepladders were you? No I was walking to a seat here you probably <laughs> saw the pictures in the National Press I did, yeah. the guys on the ladders which to be honest it didn't help the club because it's, it's it's a bit of bad publicity for them, to be honest. Yeah. I really, I would have thought they would have went and shifted him, but, but no, they got to stand and watch the game. Maybe they were just went to the fans to see the game, but they weren't actually doing any harm, but you are breaking the rules with this COVID. So, what, what can you see? And <laughs> No, yeah. I, I actually got a seat. I was lucky. I was in the stand. <laughs> Good. And and what did you make of Camelon? Because there's a bit of a, a Highland interest as well. Highland League's interest, sorry, because Camelon were drawn against Brora in the next round on Boxing Day at home to Brora, so um, Brora Rangers will be facing Camelon, uh, and Camelon impressed you at the weekend? They did actually, yes. I've got a friend who stays down in Denny Markov, and I've spoken to him about it before, but he did think that Devonville will beat Camelon. He said they're a good team, he said, but he reckoned the Highland League team would go out on top because they do play in the Easter Scotland League. But it's funny, harping back to Steve Dolan, Stevie told me after the game on Saturday, he says, the Lowland League, Easter Scotland Leagues, they're all making big strides in the game at the moment. And before long, some of them will be leaving Highland League clubs lagging behind them. So it was funny Dolan said that again before he actually, yep. he actually went on. He, he, saw, he saw that coming. 
but no, I came on with a decent side that I bought a guy called Conor McMillan, he wears the number six shirt to put himself about the park. Stephen Doherty, a substitute, come on, he struck a goal from 30 yards, which was a good as you'll see all season. They were a really tidy team, but I do think Brora will have too much in the locker for them, to be honest. Brora are a class side. They've got plenty of ex-professional players. And even although they've got to travel there on Boxing Day, I would expect Barora to come through that one. It'll be a hard game for them, but I would expect them to come through. Now, the obvious answer would have been had penalty shootout not gone their way. The obvious answer to this question would have been Lossie Mouth. But what, which Highland League side stood out for you at the weekend? Lossie, unfortunately, were so unlucky uh, to to, um, to come away from Almond Vale or the Tony Macaroni Arena, whatever we want to call it. At the weekend, uh, they lost on penalties to Lothian Thistle, Hutchie Vale, and they were fourth up in extra time at one point, but the penalty shootout was just uh, too far for them. But what Highland League side impressed you in the weekend in the in the recent Scottish Cup? Well, actually, any team that gets through in the Scottish Cup, you know, I think is promoting the Highland League and doing a good job for, the, for football in this area. Huntley had a good 3-0 score against Albeek and mm-hmm. three goals and none conceded. That was a good one. Keith were playing for William Pell, the Highland League side. They scored five times to go through. Nairn, Nairn did well as well. Three Rovers, four goals for Nairn. So... Every one of those teams did well. Bucky Thistle away from home at Strasbourg. Never an easy place. Highland League club's fine to go, but Bucky went up there and scored four times without reply. As I say, we've got Wick Academy, Musselburgh coming up, hopefully, this weekend. We've got For Martin against Turriff, a nice local derby as well, which hopefully another Highland League team will get into the next round. So, I would say all the Highland League teams did well. Clark was another one. Clark just got beat by the Cowley Braves 2-1. And you can't also forget Bank City, a junior team that hit six goals against Vale Leaven Ian. That's a fantastic score in the Scottish Cup. And Bank City are so dangerous in the Scottish Cup. They really save, save their best football for them. And we wish all the best to all sides uh, from this area in the next round. Of course, we'll look ahead to that next week on the show. And you mentioned Bucky Thistle there. They were 4-0 winners away to Strathsby Thistle. It was the Strathy Jags' first outing of the season and earlier today I caught up with Bucky Jags manager Graham Stewart OK Graham uh, first of all let's look back at the weekend uh, a cracking 4-0 win for you away to Strathsby Thistle and you're into the first round proper of the Scottish Cup you must have been delighted at the weekend to get that result and get into the first round of the Scottish Cup proper yeah, no, absolutely. It was um, it was played in a long time, um, and yeah, we asked we asked the players to give us a good performance because the last few games probably haven't been at a level I'd be looking for. And um, we told them that before the game, we told them that during training the week before. And fair play, then they went out there, and it, you know it was a tough game. Last um, started the game doing well. Actually, they were really brave, and it was uh, you know like I said, great performance from us. And I was and hopefully we can keep it together. What did you make of Strathspey Thistle? We haven't. Um well, we haven't seen much of them this season. That was their first game of the, the season. I know they've made a few signings during the summer as well. You mentioned there just in the early stages you were you know, quite impressed by them. Yeah, really brave in possession. You know, they were taking a few chances and, and passing it from the back, which is good to see. You know, you want to encourage teams to play and, and maybe got caught a few times more than they, they would have liked. But yeah, in terms of their, their bravery in the ball and their, their shape and that, it was decent, but... They probably never hurt us as much going forward as they would have liked, but I would, I would like to think that's because we defended so well. But yeah, no, they, you know, like I said, always get a, a tough game with Strasbourg, but I was impressed, especially the first probably 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then 
once we get through a few goals, so I think it's kind of difficult for, for them to come back in the game, so they're feeling a little. That's your second game of the season, if you like, now, pro- kind of proper since the the league returned. I know you, you played, obviously, in the, in the League Cup semis back in, in final back in October, but in terms of the, you know, the, the two games from the start of the season, winning away at Wick and winning away at Strathspey as well, you, you, you must be... You know, pleased with how the you know that first two games have gone. Especially, I know they've only got three points on the board because there's only been one league game. But, but still, uh, happy enough with how how things have been going so far at the start of the season. No, definitely. I mean, you know, you take any sort of wins. So two wins. I mean, we've, we've had one good performance and one okay performance. So in terms of the performances, the games are better. But no, you, you take the wins. Um, two hard games away from home. So yeah, no, I'm absolutely delighted. I, I think there's lots of room for improvement. Um, we talk about it a lot with the team I've got. You know, it's a young team, um, but lots of growth and lots of potential in it. So we know that there's a lot to come on this team. There's, you know, there's a lot of improvement. So that's, that's what we're trying to do with the players and try and get them uh, to improve together. And if they do, then hopefully, you know, we can go and be a successful team. So that's, that's the aim. You know, Bucky's got to be a, a team that's challenging and try to win trophies. The the early morning Sunday Scottish Cup first round draw saw you paired with Albion Rovers, which will only be, what, a week and a half away. What were your, your thoughts on being drawn with League 2 opposition? Is away from home as well. I'm sure that everyone will have wanted a, a home draw in the, in the Scottish Cup, especially being on Boxing Day. What are your thoughts about the away trip to Albion Rovers? Um, well, yeah, it's a, you know, it's, a bad, it's a bad draw because we're away from home. Um, you know, yeah, we could have been worse, so it could have been a lot better. You know, you want a home draw, you're totally right. Um, in terms of finances for the club, we're now going to have to find, you know, buses, money for buses and food and things and people are taking a lot of time off, you know, maybe not so much work, but losing a lot of time because away from home. So, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of negatives from, from playing away from home. I mean, the positives are usually that it's a good opportunity for the players to bond, but you can't even do that nowadays because of mm-hmm. COVID. So, yeah, it's not ideal, but it's a winnable draw in my opinion. We've got a chance in it and they'll obviously be favourites of a league team We've got a lot of experienced players, and you know, so I mean, it gives us an opportunity to go through. And it's, I mean, nice to play against a team that's in a so-called better division and test ourselves against it. So that's that's a good thing for my point. How does it? Oh, you won't know, I suppose, until closer to the time as well. But I'm assuming that it will influence your your selection as well. I mean, guys, you know, boys will be used to playing in around the, the festive period as well, but not having to travel so far away. How does that can affect your, your selection uh, for the game? Well, it's, it's a bit strange. I mean, playing on Boxing Day, I, mean, I, I don't know where that came from. You know, I forget. I mean, going to the days of always drinking before games, so that, that's a good thing. But it's not that. It's the food, you know. I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, you know, you've got a lot of boys that are maybe going to be hitting their turkeys and their Christmas puddings, and, <laughs> you know, that's not really going to change. Are they going to, you know, you, you, you can't really get them in fish and pasta and chicken or whatever. You know, they normally have before a game, so it just seems a bit strange to me. I mean, I, it's ideal if they played it on the Sunday or the Monday. I'm not sure if, we're gonna, if they're going to request that, but, you know, playing on the Sunday or the Monday seems to make more sense to me, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Now, did I see something on social media before your game against Brora when you said mentioned about food there? Did you not make your, your guys pre-match meals before that game in the, in the league, are you going to be are you going to be over the the, the stove on the the Sunday uh, the Christmas day night making making pre match meals? Well, that's part of the reason I'm not happy about it because I'm not. <laughs> you know, um, I know. Listen, I enjoy I enjoy cooking. I enjoy cooking. It's heating food up to be honest, but I do enjoy it. It's 
think it's in the Putic and I've, and it's good for the boys. I've done it in pre season mm-hmm. and not this season, but the last couple where I'll make them their, their dinner for after training, chicken and pasta or you know, um, rice and, and chicken dish or something. You know, I've done it for the last few years. So yeah, I ended up sending a picture to one of my mates and unfortunately for me you put it up on social media and I got ripped a wee bit for it. So <laughs> <laughs> but, no, like I said, I enjoy doing it and the, the players they slag me off and say they don't like it, but they love it. They love the food too. I tell you what, there's no many managers that would uh, would do that. So I, I take my I take my hat off to you. Looking ahead to this weekend, then um, obviously the the Scottish Cup tie on Boxing Day will will come round quicker than we know. But looking ahead to this weekend's game, obviously as we we always hope for for mild weather to get games on this weekend as well. You head to Rothis at the weekend uh, in the in the Highland League. Them themselves got a great result in the, in the Scottish Cup, beating Newton Grange Star, and also started on on day one with that with a win. At home to Huntley, um, Rothis, another side you, you you've come up against in in most recent times back in October. Uh, again, you'll be expecting more of the same from Ross Jack's men. Yeah, a bit of a difficult game. We lost a cup final to them a few months ago, which was disappointing. As you can get, you know, it was uh, probably the lowest period uh, I've ever had as a manager because you know I've not experienced losing a cup final before, but I did. I did then, and it was horrible. I wouldn't want to experience it again, but. You know, sometimes you've got to go through these experiences to learn and my players, I mean, there was they were pretty um, you know, heartbroken with the with the cup final, so that, and, and they don't want to experience things like that again. So I mean in terms of that it was a good learning experience but um you know, we really want to be you know, beating Rolfus and putting that game right, you know, it's obviously there's no such thing and nothing to say revenge because it was a huge game and it's a league game that you can recover from. But yeah, we want to show that we're a a team that's um, they, they can go and beat Rothis because um, I think in the final we, we probably should have got a result anyway. But um, they were, you know, they took their chance at the end. And yeah, they, they, listen, they played well. We didn't, we didn't really turn up, but um, yeah, no, we definitely want to go and try and get a result against them and prefer it win. You mentioned there, and it's right. There's no such thing as revenge. A league game against a, a cup final would be hard to, to draw comparisons between that. But there is only one game against Rothis this season. A lot of the guys have, have kind of uh, spoken already in the last couple of weeks about it being a shortened league, so it's you know crucial that you you start well and, and, and pick up points against you know sides that kind of are expected to be in and around the positions at the top of the table as well. I'm assuming that because you only play Rothis once this season, that the target on Saturday will be will be the three points. Yeah, you're totally right. Although I'm saying, you know, it's league games aren't as big as a cup final. You're right. This season, almost every game feels like a cup final mm-hmm. because the, you know the the team that wins the league this year could win every game. And um, I think that'd be very difficult. But I think there's one or two teams that are capable of doing it. And you know, they might not listen. They might drop a few points. But you're not. It's, I don't think you're going to be losing two or three games in the league this year. So you're totally right that it's every game's a huge game. It's almost like every game's a must-win game. Um, and I don't think we can go into any games thinking it draws a good result, you know, apart from maybe one or two, and I don't think Saturday's one of them. So we we have to go there looking for the three points. But I'm sure Rothis, I think, exactly the same sort of thinking. You know, so um, we can't take anything for granted. We know, you know, the last game they beat us. They, um, you know, we need to try and, try and put that result right and, and get, get a good performance, and like you say, so that we can uh, have an opportunity in this league, because I still think that this league could be won by a team outside the top two so to speak you know the blow run Fraser but it could be a team and goes on a good run and you never know hopefully that's us Just finally Graham um, Stevie Dolan left his post yesterday 
as Devon Vale manager, the first manager of the season, if you like, to, to leave his post. Uh, sympathy for, for Stevie and the, and the job that uh, he's done there at Devon Vale. Yeah, really nice guy. You've known him a long time. Um, I think he did a fantastic job taking young young players that beat us a few times. To be honest, they were a bit of a bogey team for us. Um, played really good football. Part again, passed out from the bat, brave in the ball, but with, with, but with quite a bit of penetration. And um, yeah, we found the difficulty in Devonville the last few seasons. And uh, yeah, no, it's a shame. You know, he's left. I don't really know the circumstances to be totally honest. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll maybe catch up with him, catch up with him in the next few weeks or so. But I'm sure you'll have his reasons and uh, you know it's a, it's a demanding managing the Highland League and a lot of people have uh, you know they've got things busy periods in their life or family things and it's you know it is becoming a lot and especially with Covid it's becoming more difficult more time consuming so you see a lot of people maybe drop, dropping out of football even just yeah. in a short period until they can come back when things go back to normal Well Graham thanks again for your time all the best at the weekend when it comes round as well have a great Christmas and and all the best making those pre-match meals on, on Christmas Day night. <laughs> all right, thanks for having Same with you, mate. Delighted to welcome on to the podcast Fort Williams' Ian Fogo. Ian, how are you this evening? You well? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How's yourself? Yeah, I'm very well. I'm very well, Ian. It's good to get back into football, isn't it? You, um, you played for the first time since rejoining the club at the weekend. Uh, Fort William played their first competitive game since, well, before lockdown, really. I know it didn't end the way you, you might have wanted it. You you lost five one to Keith in the in the Scottish Cup at the weekend, but but good to get back. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was good to get back, especially after the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, with the with a game called off the way to Fraserburgh, and then mm-hmm. obviously the the Strasbourg game called off at the literally the last minute. So so yeah, I mean we've been waiting to get started, waiting to go, and all that. So. It was uh, yeah, it was good to get back at it. Obviously, yeah, not the not the greatest result, but there, there was positive to take from Saturday. Yeah, in terms of that game against Keith, then um, looking at just the way that the scoring went, you were, you brought it back to two one at one point as well. I think just before half time. What are the the positives to to take from that game? Then you mentioned there was a few there. Um, ultimately, it was the Scottish Cup, wasn't the league? But um, yeah, what were the positives? Well, I mean, you know, there was a lot of guys. Um, Playing the first game of football for a while, myself included. You know, yeah. I had big football in um, my last ninety minutes. I think was the, the last game I helped out when Callum was in charge. I think we were away to Forest. Mm-hmm. I think that was as far back as March. Um, so yeah, there was guys in similar, you know, um, circumstances to myself. So it was good to get ninety minutes under the belt. But you know, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, five one sounds a bit of a, a bit of a hammering, but I mean. We had good spells in the game, and we, you know, there was times even the first five minutes. I think, I think it was John, JT was one on one with the keeper. You know, he puts that away, one 0 up. You know, it's a different story. Yeah. Um, and then we had a chance as well to get it back to two each, just now to have time. So, yeah, head of five one. You know, it's not a result of the but you know, it could have went differently. Um, you know, in hindsight as well, I think maybe some decision making. You know things like that you can look back in so many different parts of the game and think oh I wish I'd done that I wish I'd made that pass things like that but yeah. we're a new team we're a new team and uh, at least that's how it's got started and you know the boys were hurting as well after the game and uh, to be honest I like to see that um, that was a positive in itself you know I've, I've played with a few four teams and you know just getting a team that packs um, a 
success. So, you know, by, by the end of it, you're just like, oh, some boys don't care or, or whatever. It just doesn't hurt, you know. Whereas boys come off the park, they're generally hurt, mm-hmm. you know, generally wishing they would have done better. So, I mean, that shows that there is a hunger there. And, you know, it's, it's, good. it's a good mentality to have. So. so, I mean, yeah, so hopefully we can push on from there. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a good trait to have in any any dressing room. You mentioned there um, some new faces, new faces on the park and off the park as well. New management um, after uh, well during lockdown. Ashley Hoyer was appointed the the club's new manager. Um, you've got back on to you know back involved with the club as well in the playing capacity. How have you settled into life under the new manager? Yeah, I mean, I was. Uh... At the start of the season, a few years I was there. Uh, I came back and it was it was a different setup altogether. You know, Callum was there. You know, Martin Ray was coaching. There was talks of Cali boys there. You know, so then all of a sudden, you know, that all went. So to be honest, you know, I was there was a bit of me was like, right, I don't know what's going on here. But then when Ash got announced, you know, I never I never met Ash before or any of the boys. Um, and I mean, straight away, the first session, you know. The way they spoke, the, you know, the plans, you know, it was, it was really infectious. You know, that you could, you could tell, you know, they, they know it's not an easy task, but the enthusiasm they've got and the, you know, the the way they want to set things out. You know, I think a lot of players, including myself, have bought into this idea. You know, we know nothing, nothing's going to happen overnight, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it is looking good. The, the you know the the training's been decent as well. I mean, I'm fair play to them because. When you know there was a point there at the start of the pre-season, I was thinking, you know, this is this is going to be hard to get eleven players in the pack, you know, let alone anyone, you know, ready for high and league. But you know, just we didn't have the numbers. But now, I mean, we're twenty-four, twenty-five guys in training. Okay. You know, when we combine the two, because obviously we've got a mix of Fulham and uh, and Renee sort of base players. So mm-hmm. we train separately on a Monday, and then either on a Wednesday or a Thursday, we meet up together. And you know the the, tra- the training has been really good, and so so yeah, so yeah, fair play to them. Yeah, and I mean, um, I mean, they just want the same as what we do. You know, we want a successful team, successful yep. club. You know, so yeah, so yeah, it's great to have them board. Now you're not involved this weekend. You're you're working, so you're unavailable. You'll not be available for selection, and the club have uh, transformed the fixture from Claggan Park to Dudgeon Park. You're against Brora. Brora. Uh, have home advantage although it's your home game if you like uh, a difficult game uh, so soon but in a way you know Broda are obviously the reigning champions in a way to get them earlier in the season just you know, almost get them out of the way yeah I mean yeah, I've, I've got to be missing this this weekend um, especially after the start last week and after the done my run of games but it can't be helped and to be honest um, Ash and the boys uh, they've been spot on with me because I said right from the start you know, like the way my shifts work, that there would be some times where, you know, it's just unavoidable and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, no, Brora. I mean, you know, is there ever a good time to play Brora? <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're a strong every single area of the park. They're strong, um, and they're not just strong; they're well drilled, and uh, they just seem they seem to just know each other's games so well. You know, they. they they really do attack it full force and if you know if you switch off for a second against these guys you know they'll, they'll punish you so yeah very very hard game on Saturday um, like I say I'm glad I'm not going to help out um, but all the boys are up for it and I know they'll, they'll go out there and fight 
Um, and you, you know, you never know once if you if you have eleven guys getting one hundred percent, closing people down. You know, it's you know, yes, they're good players, but they're only good players if you give them the time to be good players. You know, so mm-hmm. if you close them down, um, win your fifty-fifty battles, and then hopefully make a goal or something. You just never know what can happen. Yeah, and you're you're absolutely right. Um, and that those positives that you uh, had from the Keith game, you know, take them into this game on Saturday, and who knows uh, what can happen. Ian, we're not going to leave you just there because you very kindly agreed to take part in the HFL show Brainiacs quiz. So far, three yeah. players have stepped up to the mark. Um, Scott Davidson scored four. Richard McCaddy scored seven, and Neil McLean from Locos leads the way with ten. So I've got ten general knowledge questions. How are your? How's your pub quiz general knowledge trivia? Uh, it's been a while since I've done a quiz, so it might be a wee bit, a wee bit uh, off the ball. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay, right. So I'm going to put sixty seconds on the clock. You've got ten seconds, starting from now. Complete the well-known phrase: "Red sky at night." Shepherd's delight. Which soap is set in the fictional town of Shieldinch? Ah, Shieldinch. It's still game. Year 3000 and Crash the Wedding were hits for which band? Eh, busted. Geordies come from which English city? The the golfer, the Scottish golfer who won the 1999 Open Championship. Nine, nine. Eh, Paul Laurie. Who served as the British Prime Minister after Margaret Thatcher? Uh, John Major. Jean Valjean and Fantine are characters from which musical? Uh, <laughs> musicals, oh, musicals, uh, France has champagne and Italy has Prosecco, but what is the traditional Spanish sparkling wine called? Sangria. Uh, Who sings Driving Home for Christmas? Pass. And what is the name of the bear in the Jungle Book? <laughs> it's blue, isn't it? So, Ian, you got six. Six. Nah, we used to beat Scotty. That's the name. It was um, River City was the soap based in Shieldinch. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You got Paul Laurie. You got John Major. Uh, Les, Les Miserables was the uh, musical. Cava was the sparkling wine. And Chris Rea sings Who's uh, Driving Home for Christmas. Ah, right. Uh, I should have got the like, Miserables one. That's my favourite one. It's your favourite musical, is it? Yeah, it's my mum's favourite Oh, your mum's. Right, okay, okay. Uh, got that. <laughs> right, Ian, uh, brilliant. Thank you for taking part in that and thank you for uh, sparing time to speak to us and, and all the best for the, the, the coming weeks ahead and the season ahead, mate. Yeah, thanks very much. Cheers for having me. No, on. pleasure, mate, Ian. Thanks, mate. So that was Fort Williams' Ian Foggo there taking part in the HFL show Brainiacs Quiz. A very respectable score of 6 out of 10 there for Ian Foggo and he just moves in behind Richard McCaddy of Wick Academy in the league table. Four shot of locos Neil McLean and uh, more importantly for him, two clear of Nairn County's Scotty Davidson. Uh, Have you come across many... Clever players in the Highland League. Any any brainiacs stand out for you? Clever lads, Brian? 
Uh, quite a few of you, and yes, some of them are quite knowledgeable. Some just play the game for fun, as you know. But yes, I've met some knowledgeable ones. Some even tell me when I get things wrong as well, you know. So <laughs> I take it on board and I say thank you very much to them. Right, Brian, let's uh, let's look ahead to this weekend's game. We touched on it with Ian Foggle for William. Now, I'm just uh, I'm just logging on to the Iron League website, and uh, this is news off the hot of the press because, uh, of course, as you mentioned earlier on, there a couple of games have been called off due to uh, sides playing in the Scottish Cup. Uh, now, Inverurie Locos were supposed to be taking on uh, for Martin at home and Wick Academy were supposed to be playing Clach at home, but Clach and Locos would have been out of action, but they've managed to, to rearrange that fixture. So Clach now take on Locos at home. Uh, but we're talking to Ian Fogel there, uh, Fort William, Difficult challenge for them this weekend. He's unavailable for the game, but he's looking forward to to seeing how his seeing how his side get on because he saw signs of of well, positive signs uh, from the, the new management and Ashley Hoyer uh, and uh, some new signings at the weekend away to Keith. They're up against Brora. They, that tie's been switched to Dudgeon Park from Clagan Park uh, for William. Technically, are the home side, albeit they're in Brora. Um, a, a difficult ask for, for Fort at the weekend against the winning champions but as Ian Fogo said there signs of you know optimism and positivity in the Fort camp with the new manager what are you expecting from, from Fort this season? Well I saw him a few times last year Ian was under Colin McLean and Colm had him really well organised I saw him win at Turriff I saw him win at Devon Vale which which was unknown territory for Fort William to be honest winning two away games in a season but I do think they'll find it very very hard at Brora as I say Colin was Colin was a, he was a great player a great initiative about football and the way he wanted to play football and the players bought into his game but as I, I don't know Ashley I don't know him at all it's a new name to meet Ian but I wish him well and I hope he does well for Fort William because they're a really nice club but as I say it's very very hard Brora from five goals past Wick already put five past Bill in their other game, the league, ten goals, one conceded, so, and as I say, the game, as you say, the game's changed now, two dodging parts, so I think it'll be a very, very big ask for Fort William this uh, on Saturday. Yeah, you just get the feeling that Brora, as you said, there have been free-flowing at the start of the season, you just get the impression they're, they're looking to, well, they're, they're looking to, to get their teeth into this title challenge, despite it being the shortened season, they've They've started with flying colours, and it looks like they're going to be hard to beat this season. They are, yes, it'll be my tip for the league. Fraserburgh's mother one, I'd definitely keep your eye on Fraserburgh. I know Graham Stewart said to me last season that he would, he's hoping that Bucky could mount a challenge this season, but can, can they do it? It's only a 16, 15 game season, yeah. so it's very, very difficult this season. You're only playing each team either at home or away, you're not playing both. So, as I say, I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be closer than what a lot of people think due to the shortness of the season but I would, uh, to me I would expect that three teams I would expect uh, Bucky Thistle and uh, Brora and Fraserburgh to be the three to mount the challenge this year at the top of the table yeah. Well let's look at Bucky Thistle and Fraserburgh we just spoke to Graeme Stewart earlier on uh, from Bucky Thistle uh, they're away uh, both of them are away this weekend Fraserburgh travelled to Nairn and Bucky Thistle take on Rothis in a repeat of October's Highland League Cup final. Fraserburgh, of course, um, had a good start to the to this league season, beating Lossiemouth. They've been out of action since. Uh, they 
travelled to Nairn County. Nairn themselves haven't been playing much at all really this year. The the game against uh, Threve was their first competitive match since February. But difficult place to go, Station Park. And Bucky Thistle also a, a difficult place, McKessick Park as well, with Rothers going well. Two difficult games to call, Brian. Definitely, I wouldn't like Ascot to call this one. Ross Jack's done a marvellous job at Rothers as he's turned them really around. And for them to win the Highland League Cup, I thought it was absolutely fantastic for the McKessick Park outfit. Because, what was it, two years ago, two and a half years ago, they were almost out to do it, was it? Mm-hmm. But no, the, the whole committee there and taking Ross seems to have given them a new a new perspective and he's, he's brought a, a nice quality of football there. He's bringing in talented players, even young young players, young talented players also, and giving them a chance and they seem to be able to step in and play the way that he wants them. He did the same when he was at Turf for a start. He did actually very well at Turf mm-hmm. until things just went a wee bit sour for him. No, but uh, I, I think Bucky will do... I, I, I think I could well be a score draw, to be honest. I think there'll be goals in it, so I'll, I'll go for a score draw. I think Fraser might just be too too strong for Nairn County. Nairn, as you say, they've only played the one competitive game. Fraser have been playing, they played a, quite a number of friendlies, even though they've only played the one league game, and they've, they've, they've scored quite a few goals in the friendlies, the results I've noticed. So I, I would think Fraser maybe just to sneak it, but it's always difficult for them up areas. Every team is difficult in Nairn County. Station Park's a ground that a lot of clubs don't like to go to. Now we mentioned Lossie earlier on in the podcast. I, 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 I really was willing them on. It was one of those penalty shootouts are so frustrating to follow on Twitter and that was one that I got sucked into on, on Saturday night. I was willing Lossie on to, to get past Lothian Thistle, Hutchie Vale. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't, in the end, they lost by four goals to two but it was a, a, re- a really incredible game. I mean, they were they looked out of sight early on on that one. 2-0 down and they managed to get it back to to three two, and then three all into sorry three three, and uh, to force the game into extra time. They were three one down at one point. That that okay, it was a defeat uh, and not a nice way to lose penalties. But that will have given the guys at Lossie a bit of a bit of confidence. They take on Huntley this weekend. Huntley, as you mentioned, got a cracking result in the cup. Another difficult one to call. Um, Huntley, we spoke to Alan Hale in the podcast last week, and he's optimistic about you know getting Huntley going again. Difficult one this weekend, Lossie Huntley. How do you see that one going? Again, Ian, there's no easy games in the Highland League now. No. Any team on their day can be any team in the Highland League, I, I seem to find. But as you say, Lossie was a fantastic effort. I bet you all Mark and Tosh was, oh, I bet he'd been cheering his team on, hoping they would get through. But he just couldn't hold on for the last kind of 10 minutes when they were 4 3 ahead, which it was a real disappointment because it would have been great to get Lossie out into the next round of the cup as well. Huntley, as I say, they are there. He seems to be building a new team. Maybe took a wee bit of time to to settle. They did draw 1-1 with Bill the week before. But again, about Steve Dolan, he said Bill should have won that one. They missed a penalty two minutes from the end. They should have taken the three points. But Alan Hill, again, a manager. He's worked himself up through the ranks and that. And, he, and he'll get time at Huntley to do a job. But again, I, I can see this one maybe being a draw, Ian, to be honest. Lossy Mouth, I, I think they'll maybe get the boost from last week to carry into this week's game. And we talked about Devonville right at the very start. Keith beating Fort 5-1 last weekend in the Scottish Cup. They'll travel to Devonville. Uh, looking to put a bit of pressure on, of course, you know, because of uh, Devonville losing their manager earlier this week. But Craig Stewart, as we mentioned there, will take over as interim manager. If he is to you know, put his hat in the ring, as it were, for uh, going uh, as manager, becoming manager of the Vale, this is a, a really a big game for him to, to kind of put a, 
put a marker down and, and say to the board, well, I'm, I'm going to take over and this is what I'm going to do. But he needs to get a win over Keith. It's a big game for Vale this weekend. It is indeed. I see. Every game is a big game now, Ian. And uh, Keith, they've still got the legend. It's Carmi Keith, goal scorer supreme, a friend of mine. And uh, 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 words fail me how he described the amount of goals he's scored in the Hen League. And they'll have to watch him this week. Vale are, they've lost Michael Dunn in the centre half now. He's unavailable this season. So they've signed. Uh, Chap Hamilton, Aaron Hamilton, it was with Elgin City last year, mm-hmm. it was with Forrest, he was loaned out from Elgin City, so uh, I think he'll have his hands full this week with, with Carmi Keith. Uh, again, very, very hard one to call, but I think Keith might just have enough in the lock. I think they'll be quite deflated because I think a few of the players will be really disappointed that Stevie's gone, but then again it might work the other way and Craig might get their heads lifted up and they might want to imp- impress Craig. So, uh, But I, I just think I've got a funny feeling Keith might just have enough in the locker again. And that game that's just been added to the, the fixture list for this weekend as well. Uh, well, I don't know when it was added, actually. I might have, might have missed my attention early on when I checked the fixtures today. But Clark at home to, to Locos. Um, we spoke on the podcast last week about Locos East Stirlingshire being the tie of the round. We spoke from we spoke with Chris from the Lowland League podcast and we talked about East Stirlingshire versus Locos. It, it didn't turn out to be but that close, Locos lost, and they'll be dis- very disappointed at how they lost as well. But East Stirlingshire are going very well in the Lowland League, and I just think maybe the, the amount of games that East Stirlingshire had played against the amount of times Locos had been in action uh, since the restart, if you like, maybe maybe took its toll in the end. Clark, as you mentioned there, went down bravely against the Caledonian Braves. Uh, they would have been disappointed not to have to have won through into the, the Scottish Cup. Clark are at home, new management as well. They'll be looking to get off to, to the perfect start in terms of league because they haven't played league football at all this season. But under new management, Jordan McDonald takes over. Uh, important that Clark get off, to, off and running. And in the same token, important that Locos uh, put that Scottish Cup disappointment behind them and make sure they record their second win in the league. I was actually surprised Easter one put five goals past Locos, but of course the host... Inverurie Locos lost him, well, one of their main men, the goalkeeper now, he's kind of retired, which has been fantastic. And as you say, East Stirling, they've already played 11 games this season in the Lowland League, and they're sitting like five points behind Kelty Hearts, the big team there, Bonnery Grows. East Cobride, very competitive league, Lowland, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Clark will be really disappointed as well, cause I, I, I honestly thought Clark would beat the Cali Braves last week. I thought being on home soil and getting the boost to the Scottish Cup, I thought it would just be enough to take them through, but unfortunately they went down by the odd goal and three. I just say, Locos will be desperate to bounce back, Andy Lowe, who I also know, he, he will, he'll be desperate for his team to, to go back up to, to Inverness and uh, and come home with the three points. Unfortunately, Aberdeenshire-based fans are not allowed to permit to travel to this game, because now, of course, we're on level three, we've been put into level three, which is disappointing, so... Yeah. It's affecting the crowd there. But at least Clark will have their home fans behind them. And uh, I, I would think Locos might just have too much for them as well, to be honest. Ian. And of course, as we mentioned as well, there's three more ties. Uh, sorry, th- two more ties. Two more, right, two three right. more Highland League sides involved. Two ties in the Scottish Cup this weekend as well. Uh, Tariff and for Martin, face off. That game was postponed last Saturday and uh, didn't take place. Uh, tonight either as we record this podcast on the Tuesday so for Martin and Tariff will face off this Saturday for the right to face Haddington away uh, in, on Boxing Day in the first round Scottish Cup proper and Wick Academy 
uh, take on Musselburgh this weekend as well for the right to face Cowden Beath away on Boxing Day. So both sides knowing that, uh, well, sorry, three sides, both winners for Martin Tiriff and Wick, all facing away games on Christmas, uh, Boxing Day even. We spoke to Graham Stewart there. Personally, I think the SFA have, have, have made a bit of a mistake. I know that there's a lot going on and uh, and there's a, of course it's very difficult to, to, to factor everything in given the fact that we're working on a reduced season, if you like, but I think they've missed a trick there. Why not have the games on a Sunday? I mean, Boxing Day just, I mean, it's, you know, I know that football's traditionally played on Boxing Day, but, but asking, you know, semi-professional part-time footballers to, to travel on Boxing Day, the length and the breadth of the country, when they're traditionally, you know, only used to maybe travelling short distances in this league anyway, I think they've missed a trick, Brian. I think definitely, and I couldn't agree with you more. Well, if Wick Academy do overcome Musselburgh, which I know nothing about Musselburgh at all, to be honest, but I wish Gary Manson and the boys all the best in getting through. But uh, they, as you say, they're going to have to travel to Fife. Well, that's a funny distance here, and a return journey. What would that be round about? Oh, probably about... Say 400 miles, maybe? Ah, uh, yeah, about six, I mean, six hours at least, probably down, and then probably the same back. And as, you know, Graham Stewart alluded to there, there's no, I mean, Wick... I've been spoken to Gary Manson before. You know there was, they've done they've done longer journeys, but there's no even if there was a, a hotel stay in it. I mean there's no many hotels going to be open. Uh, every every area of the country you go into has different restrictions. There's no going to be restaurants open for for pretty much meal. It just it just nah, it just doesn't sit right with me. No, it doesn't sit right. I, I, I totally agree with you. It doesn't sit with me. Either. I just say totally missed a trick and. Of course, I, I don't think Pice allowed fans. Well, I think they're on level three as well at the moment, so I don't think they'd be allowed fans either. As for for Martin and Turriff, as at least one high and league team's going to go through there yeah. to the next round. But again, a long, long, a long, long journey. Turriff United been hit with the, the uh, bad news this week, of course, that one of their committee members, Webb Duncan, was killed in a car crash. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's 62 years old and uh, so disappointing. A guy I always spoke to when I went up to the Hawks. A really nice guy. I was actually stunned when I heard about it, 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 it. He was actually killed in that class. So I'm sure Turriff will be desperate to win the game for him and, a kinda, and, and, and try and honour him in that way. But for Martin, very, very formidable appointment, opponents. And yeah, it'll be a really hard one for them. But Turriff United have gone to for Martin and won before. It's not beyond them. And I'm sure there'll be a determination in their side to try and get that win. Brian, as always, pleasure to, to catch up. It's been a while since we've actually... Um, met in person but it's great to hear your voice again uh, albeit you're in you're in level 3 and we're over in level 1 here wherever it happens but thank you for your for your time we wish all the very best to the Highland sides involved in the Scottish Cup this weekend and uh, everyone else involved we're hoping for a another reasonable weekend weather wise we got one last weekend we, we mustn't grumble too much enjoy your weekend and we'll see you back here for more of the same on the HFL show next week.